The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Coast Bias Boys, back by popular demand. It is Raheem Palmer. I'm sure a super fired up and giddy Joe House. And fellas, welcome in. House, I got to start with you. It's your moment of glory. It's your time to shine. The Eagles undefeated no more. The Commanders go in and win outright. How are you, my friend? Best performance by a Washington team in, in a decade. I put it up against. Now, look, this is the thing. Taylor Heineke, the ultimate gamer. This guy, everybody loves him. The team rallies around him. It's clear the comfort that Scott Turner has. But, you know, look, this this Washington team with, with Heineke, competitive, right? I, I had them at, at eight, uh, their win total at eight. I feel like that's reasonable now. With Wentz, not reasonable. I'm willing to lose my Wentz passing yards bet. Uh, I'll just throw that out the, the door because now Washington, at least, is an interesting, competitive football team beating a division rival on an island game on a Monday night football for the whole country to see. Now that is the stuff of a delicious Monday night meal. Speaking of meal, Thanksgiving right around the corner, and it affects all these games that we're looking at this week, JJ. You're not kidding. And Raheem, listen, we dropped the ball. I thought Philadelphia was going to lay the smack down. I thought the commanders might have been a little bit overvalued. Hey, take the L. You mentioned it to me right before we started the show, and I was right there with you. Forget about them covering 11. Raheem, at halftime of the game, I thought the commanders were going to win outright, truth be told. I'm just mad I didn't bet it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, look, I was watching that game, and it was just like, if you take away the pass interference and you take away the fumble, it felt like the commander should have been up a lot of points. So I went ahead and 
I had to get some of that money back that I had on the Eagles. Um, I actually got a lot of it back. So I, I bet the Washington Commanders second half plus 150. And I have a cause with concern with the Eagles. When you watch this team, how they perform against the Texans and how they perform against the, the Washington football team, they just look soft defensively. And I don't know if this this is the team who – I don't know. This team could still lose the division. I mean, you still got two games with the Giants who are only one game back. The Cowboys are two games back. You still got another game with them. We don't know if this team is going to be going to win the NFC East, let alone make the Super Bowl. Well, I always worry about teams peaking too early. And that may be a conversation we have with Philadelphia House in a couple of weeks if they hit the skids. Is this a team that peaked in mid-October? Is this a team that peaked in late October? But if you look at the division odds, House, even though Philadelphia is shaky over their last two weeks, yes, they have a game with the Cowboys down in Big D on Christmas Eve. Yes, they have two with the New York Giants coming up. FanDuel still thinks the Eagles are winning this division. Minus 340 right now. The Cowboys are plus 460. The Giants are plus 900. And your commanders are plus 18,000. So are you sounding the alarm on Philadelphia? I mean, I'm not laying 340 for them to go and win the division. I still think they get there. I get Raheem's point. But I, I listen, you couldn't expect this team to go 17-1 and one or 16-2 and two this year. It's the NFL, for goodness sakes. Yeah, and and the only thing that is concerning, so we all have tickets. Well, I I know you and I do, JJ, have tickets on the Eagles to win the division. Dream, did you get in on some of that as well? Are you on the Eagles to win no, the division? No, I didn't. You I just did the, the Giants. Giants. You only played the Giants. I got the Giants yeah, that's at your 10 squad. to 1. Yeah, no, but was, House and I have that Eagle ticket, which, yeah. listen, I like it a lot more House at our value than at minus 340, just saying. Well, the concerning thing with the Eagles is – did that Washington game plan last night reveal a flaw in the Eagles' uh, approach? So what Washington did was dominate the uh, time of possession by rushing the ball. Uh, they ran for 152 yards on the ground. And, you know, they have uh, a, a, a singular weapon in McLaurin, and the McLaurin-Heineke connection can't sleep on it. Terry McLaurin cooked Darius Slay last night. There's some advanced stat stuff. If you look at that matchup, it's the worst performance that Slay's had against a receiver in a while. So, you know, that that kind of a, a game plan that Washington put together for Philadelphia now, it is true that Washington is intimately familiar with Philly as a division rival, right? So that may not be a replicable, a replicable kind of uh, approach to Philadelphia, but that would be the cause of concern because there are two other teams in the division that are have the same kind of of uh, ability to generate that kind of approach. Washington's uh, uh, pass rush yesterday was was formidable, and they stopped the the run game. Uh, they used the pass rush to help control Hurts uh, on the on the ground as well. I don't, you know, Dallas is is can can definitely mount um, great pass rush, and I still don't have a really good feel for the Giants defense other than the quality play out of their secondary. But I think there's reason to be concerned about Philadelphia. Is this recipe replicable by the teams that remain on their schedule? Um, that's the big question mark. One thing I got to throw in with the Giants after watching every snap of that game against the Houston Texans, fellas, if they played anybody not named the Houston Texans on Sunday, they probably lose that game. I mean, the Texans literally felt like had the ball inside the giant 40-yard line the entire game and just would find a way to completely screw it up time after time after time. 
Raheem, I'm asking you this question first because after the Commanders win, now all of a sudden you got four teams in the NFC East who are 500 or better. The Commander are plus 250 to make the postseason. They play the Texans this week. They host the Atlanta Falcons. They have two games with the New York Giants. Would you be willing, Raheem, to take a flyer on Joe House's boys before Joe House will give us the ultimate referendum on this? I am I am intrigued with that number at plus 250. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say no. And the reason why I'm going to say no is because the back end of their schedule is tough. You got, the, you got two games with the New York Giants in a row. Um, one in a row, one at home. But then you got the 49ers, the Browns, and the Cowboys. So, And you get this, the Browns with Watson, too. That's another thing. You get the Browns yeah, with Watson. Yeah, so it's just like these, two, these next two games are must-win games. Like you got games against the Texans and the Falcons. And, I, I mean, no, based on the history of the Commanders, like can we count those as games that they're automatically going to win? I mean, I think they could lose either one of these games. And if they lose either one of these games, I think they're out. Wise man. Wise man, Raheem. You're, 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 you've, you've learned. I mean, we've only had 25 years of experience with this Washington team. There's no way it's, there's any value. You'd have to talk me. You'd get it to 10 to one for me to take a. Wow, a, a House whip. wants nothing to do with it. I thought <laughs> I mean, maybe I just House know this would be team. sipping Kool-Aid this morning. He'd be giddy. He might even have this a Heineken team. to celebrate his quarterback. He's out. He's completely I, out. Well, I just like money. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a realist. I like my money. There there are um, a bunch of stats out there that reflect how bad Houston is against the run, and so this matchup should be good for Washington. Washington wants to run the ball. Um, Houston's the worst in the league and a bunch of advanced metrics against the run. Um, Sharps guy, Lord Reeb did a whole analysis going into this week, but man, I'm not touching this. The only thing that I might consider in this Washington Houston game is teasing Houston up like from the two and a half or three up to eight and a half or nine. That would be the only way that I would play this game and the, the fortunes of Washington. It's an eight win team. I mean, let's just be honest. There isn't anything that they've shown us that looks like, oh my God, they've made this giant leap. They played a great game with a great game plan against Philly, and that's it. And I'll be happy to hang my hat on that success for the season. Um, House, did you get eight or eight and a half for the commander over this year? My curiosity. number was eight. I played it at some point in the summer when we were going through all of our uh, uh, forecasts for how these things are going to play out, and I got them at eight. I think you will get that. I see at least three more wins on Washington's schedule, but... The thing with the NFC playoffs is, Raheem, I think you got to get to 10 if you want to be in the postseason. I think 10 yeah. is that magic number. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I just think, and I, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think you can count certain teams out. Like, it, it's just like right now, you see, that was a big win for the Packers. Like, <clears throat> I, I expect them to kind of go on a run after that. So I, I don't want to count them out. That is a very interesting transition because I, We've had a bunch of duds. Al Michaels has been absolutely miserable doing these Thursday night games. I mean, Al is earning that Amazon paycheck. Let's just put it that way. When we come back, though, juicy, intriguing, enticing Thursday night game and a very good NFL card. Got you covered every which way. East Coast Bias Boys coming right back. So Thursday night football. House, I can't wait for this game. You know, the last couple of weeks on Thursday night, I've been like, who cares? This game sucks. Falcons and Panthers, even though I made money on the game, I like had no desire to watch it. 
The Titans going into Lambeau Field after the Packers just beat Dallas to Raheem's point. I'm in on this game Thursday night, dude. I can't wait for this game. Well, you know, uh, division leader in Tennessee, Tennessee once again exceeding all expectations, telling all of us, you know, we thought it might be a down season. They traded A.J. Brown. It looked like there might be some quarterback controversy. Brable's like, hey, everybody out there, y'all can suck it. Just suck it. Suck it. Because Tennessee continues to be that super physical, punishing both sides of the ball. Uh, uh, you know, they, they control the line of scrimmage. This game is interesting, though, because... I like what Raheem dropped there a little bit about the potential for Green Bay. Now, the first thing that I love is this time of year. We get to start talking about the potential for snowy conditions. There is a little bit of snow in the forecast. Can you imagine this coming Thursday, a frozen Lambeau field? And what the Packers showed us against Dallas is what we kind of have been waiting on all season long, the two-headed rushing attack and then opportunistic throws from Rodgers, Rodgers hitting those opportunistic throws and the defense finally stepping up. I mean, they didn't shut down Dallas by any stretch, but they 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 created the opportunity for for Green Bay to make that fourth quarter comeback and they and they did it. I am only looking at the total in this Thursday night game because of the weather. I don't really want to mess with. I don't want to get in the way of Green Bay. And and I also don't want to be on the wrong side of Vrabel. So I don't think I'm going to play a side. Uh, I want to be cautious. But the total is interesting. Well, Raheem, the total opened at 41. Looks like money coming in on the under. Yet the total has moved up a full point. What do you make it at? Yeah, I mean, that, that's completely fascinating. And, I, and to me, I just think you got to take the under here. You, you got two teams who are going to, like, they're going to run the ball heavy. And, like, the Packers, they're a bottom five run defense. And the Titans want to run the ball. And the, the Packers have showed us in that Cowboys game that they plan on running the ball. Like, this is not a team who is going to look to air it out. And they don't have many explosive plays. So I'm a little confused by that move personally. I would be looking under. But... This Titans team, I, I like they are six and three with a, a minus two point differential. So, like their point differential tells us that this is not a team that should be winning six games. So, I'm kind of going to be looking towards the Packers in this game, but I just don't know if I want to lay the three. But I think the Packers have consistently had one of the best home field advantages in football. So that might be where I'm ending up, but I still got to I still got to think about it a little bit more. All right, I'm throwing cold water on this right here, right now. I, I can't get in bed with the Packers. And guys, I was in on Green Bay. I was in on Green Bay last week against Dallas. I took them plus five. It was one of my circus contest plays. It ended up being a winner. They can't stop the run, and Derrick Henry's coming to town. Like, immediately, that would scare the living daylights out of me. That guy loves showing up in prime time. I'll tell you what else would scare me. There is a coaching mismatch in this game. Say what you want about Tennessee, and I'm with you there, Raheem. I, I, I think they're flawed. I don't think they're that great. I think they have issues. They are one of the most well-coached teams in the NFL, period. They went to Arrowhead two weeks ago with a quarterback who completed four freaking passes in a game and almost beat Patrick Mahomes, for goodness sakes. So I need to see, personally, another week of Green Bay winning. Now, to your point... If they go and get this game and get to five and six, 
I am more than willing to entertain the Packers going on a run, the Packers sneaking into the playoffs. Like, all of that to me is fair game. It's on the table. I don't trust them at all in this spot against the Titans. And the Titans make it ugly. The Titans are not easy on the eyes. The Titans are one of those teams you look up and you say, how are they what they are? They are what they are because of their coach. And I'm going to take three points with the better head coach in this game. And the best player on the field than Henry. So the, th- the thing is, for the first time, I saw those Packers wide receivers show up last week. And I Watson think finally made a, an appearance. Must be nice. Welcome. Week 10. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. So I just think that's, that's big for the Packers moving forward. And I think they showed me something. So I don't know if I'm necessarily buying in yet, but I'm kind of leaning in that direction. We have a little conflict for Thursday Night Football, which I love. Um, I got one for you, Raheem. And I'm going through the court. I'm getting ready. I'm trying to figure out what I like, what I don't like. Dallas, they lose to the Green Bay Packers. The Vikings go into Buffalo, beat Buffalo in overtime. And yet when I see the opening line, the Dallas Cowboys are road favorites against the Minnesota Vikings. This is right up Raheem's alley. Raheem, you've been doing this a long time. Please uh, elaborate, share. Why is Dallas a road favorite in this game? Is it the Cowboy tax or is it just the perception of the Vikings again is a whole lot of disrespect? Yeah, I I think this is completely disrespectful. I can't get to this number because you're basically saying that the Cowboys would be three or three and a half or four on a neutral field. Like, I mean, I think the Vikings open up at plus two and we're down to one and a half right now. And the Vikings historically, and Warren Sharp, he talks about this all the time, but the Vikings historically have one of the best home field advantages in football. So I find this this line to be extremely disrespectful. And I think people are looking at how the the, the, the Vikings struggle um, in that first half against the, the Bills. But this, this Cowboys offense hasn't been explosive. So to me, I think this is Vikings or pass. Yeah, I'm with Raheem on this. My concern... Uh, with the the Vikings is the Cowboys pass rush, right? And and we know that Kirk Cousins doesn't like to be uncomfortable in the pocket and they haven't really, the Vikings haven't really faced uh, a team like Dallas in terms of that pass rush, rush capacity, but I'm not going against the Vikings home field advantage. It's been good to us all season long. It was good to us in week one. We kicked off this whole East Coast bias situation with them taking down Green Bay in front of the home crowd. And, you know, they're, they are uh, going to win that division and they keep kicking ass. It's a stay away for me. Uh, I don't want to be on either side of it. I just want to want to watch and enjoy. But um, I, I definitely don't understand why Dallas would be favored in this spot. Well, guys, I hate to be the guy who just keeps bringing bad news. I feel like I'm the Grim Reaper on today's <laughs> pod. That line tells me I need to bet Dallas. And the Vikings have been so good to us. They have taken care of us. House, we're almost there as far as cashing our over bet for That's the season. Right. Our bet for the division is looking absolutely fantastic. I think after that win. You got to get on a play now against the Dallas team that's angry, that's pissed off, that yucked up a 14-point Lambeau field lead. And I I think their defense is going to come ready to play. Now, maybe maybe I'm dead wrong here. Maybe I'm buying into the Cowboy hype, which is funny, Raheem, because I haven't exactly been sipping Cowboy Kool-Aid. Well, yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, I've taken the Cowboys twice this season. I love that I remember this stuff because I'm sick in the head. 
I bet the Cowboys Monday night against the Giants. I felt good about that one. I bet the Cowboys, boom, that Chicago game when they were like laying seven and a half. I was like, oh, it's a perfect spot. Let's get in on Dallas. I'm getting in on the Cowboys here in this game. Like, I, I so maybe this is me being a believer in two. The Vikings are freaking due for a clunker. I felt like Seattle was in that state last week against Tampa. The difference was they went to Munich and the Minnesota Vikings are playing at home. Raheem, at eight and one, I, I, you know how the NFL works, man. I just feel like they do for a clunker in this game. You know, I would feel that way if the Cowboys weren't playing their second straight road game and the Vikings weren't at home. I just, I, I value the Vikings home field advantage so much. And I do think you're right. The Vikings are due for a clunker, but it's like, this is a team who, if you look at them last year, they struggled in one score games. All that regression has come to a head this season because They've won like seven straight one-score games. And the thing is, you have no idea when that regression is going to come. It could come now, this week, or it could it could come in the playoffs. So I don't know if I want to bank on them being due or bank on their one-score game regression coming right now in, in a spot where they're at home after a big win. House, I clearly could not manage in Major League Baseball now because they don't believe in hot. They don't believe in do. So they'd, they'd replace me with a robot or a nerd. I'd be out. That'd be over yeah, for that, me. That's right. You, you, you don't believe in the shift either. So you, you're you definitely out. Oh, that's it. Forget about it. We might as well take them and send them to Boogie Land for goodness sakes. All right. So we got a lot of conflict so far on the show. So the week 11 card is here. I might have been calling it week 10, but honestly... You lose house. I can't even keep track of the weeks anymore, for goodness sakes. I feel like with the, the week 18, dude, it just throws everybody completely off, man. Double digit weeks is all you need to know. It's mid-November. That's all you need to know. The weather has turned officially. We just mentioned in connection with Lambo. I think there's some more weather out there. Yeah, That's how about how you this know massive, dude, season, they're bro. talking about a massive, not just a snowstorm, a massive snowstorm for the Browns and the Bills. Hey, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let that Buffalo offense be all, all out of sorts and let Chubb run wild. House, I got my team a division win. Let's go here. Well, is the number, I think it's still sitting at eight and a half, right? The number we are looking right now on Fandle. Yeah, we want to do it live for all the, the betting buddies out there. This is there. what we do, by the way. We look, at, we look at lines. We try to make money here on this show for you. <laughs> you got to love when you get logged out of your Fandle account literally as you're doing this podcast. So... <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are yes. plus eight and a half. Eight and a half. In Buffalo. still eight and a half. Yes. So Raheem, with this forecast being potentially a disaster, does this change the handicap of the game? I think it does. Oh yeah, I mean it definitely does. You you have a team in the Browns who likes to run the ball, and you have a Bills team who, I mean, they're not one of the best run teams in the league. They typically pass the ball, so I think that definitely changes the handicap. I don't know which side of it I want to be on right now, but I just think those points are more valuable when you're looking at a low total of 43 and a half and you got eight, you, the opponent is catching eight points. Okay, fellas. Now it's time to get some blessings. And last week we kind of had a mixed bag. We ended up going with the Chicago Bears house. I, I think we have some nasty names for a whole lot of people involved in that game. I, I, the, the two plays I gave out on the show, the Giants and the Bears, Let's be honest, House. I should have been cashing both of those bad boys. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, I mean, the, the the Bears were up 14 points in the fourth quarter, and Jared Goff did exactly what you expect Jared Goff to do, which is 
He, he they must have put together a nice little drive. They got down to the red zone and he threw an interception because he he's he's linebacker blind. So he immediately threw it, you know, inside there. The garbage refs in that game, I'm gonna call him out by name. I mean, I think the dude's name is like Land Clark or something like that. I'm on wow, you, buddy. Take a receipt. I'm like tracking. It. Well, look, you know, all that information is out there now, and it's one of the things that um Sharp and his dudes do. Every week, they go ahead and show the tendencies and biases of the referees in terms of various outcomes. I just don't understand how Chicago has a home game and the, the penalty discrepancy is nine to two. So there's a phantom illegal hands call where at the line, the Bears uh, uh, cornerback chucks a guy right in the chest. The guy falls down like he's been shot, doesn't move a muscle, and the dumb ref standing 15 feet away throws the flag and calls it illegal hands and takes away basically the game ending uh, uh, pick. Now, not there were still like 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter there, but this is all the kind of sour grape shit that comes out of, of a better that's lost uh, aside. And I understand that and recognize it. The thing I will not be doing anymore this season is counting on the Bears defense to deliver anything because holy cow, is that defense bad. I, well, I, I, you I, take away Roquan Smith and you take away Robert Quinn. It goes into one of the worst uh, defenses in all football. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have two players I want endorsements from. Hopefully I get two for two because we had a little conflict last week. Raheem, the first game I have circled immediately. Division game, rivalry game. We got a team coming off a win. The Pittsburgh Steelers grabbing five at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. I understand Kenny Pickett is a rookie. I understand the Steeler offense is not any good, but TJ Watt has returned. TJ Watt wrecked. The first game, we were all over in week one when the Steelers with Trubisky covered seven and one outright against the Cincinnati Bengals. Coming off the bye scares me a little bit. Revenge maybe scares me a little bit, but I think this has field goal game written all over it. Value Raheem, I'm all in. Steelers plus five, yay or nay? I'm going to go yay just because we all know how Mike Tomlin performs as an underdog. And I, I just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the coaching in Cincinnati. And that's just, if you give me a home underdog in the Steelers in a divisional game with TJ Watt back, I, I, I think it's a good spot. See, I, I, I'm with Raheem on this. Uh, the only counter, is, there, there's two aspects to consider. This is the Bengals season. They cannot lose any more games uh, if, if they uh, hope to, to jump into to the playoff mix. They're, they're, they're right on that, that cusp right now. Um, so, you know, you would say a, a, a must-win kind of motivation is there coming off the bye week. The other thing I'm worried about is Micah Fitzpatrick. I need to, to see that injury update, that news. But this number is a stinky number. It's a number that we that we love. It's It's been like a, a very rewarding number for an underdog better all season long. It's like a two, you know, two-thirds, any, anywhere between like three and a half and ten, and this five and a half, five, four and a half, it's been great for your for your underdog better. And I like, you know, anything up to three, Pittsburgh at home um, is is value. I mean, it, the, the numbers with Tomlin don't lie. So I like Pittsburgh uh, as a side. Just the couple notes of caution uh, out there. That's all. Well, I like the ringing endorsement. It seems like the triple threat is united in this one. And Raheem, are we now at a point where I know I'm this way after what I saw on Monday night with Philadelphia? If I see double digits... I don't care if I like the spot. I don't care if I like the team. Like the NFL this year has been so freaking zany. I see double digits. 
It's either immediate stay away or I'm taking the underdog. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe there's a market correction. Maybe this changes in a couple weeks. I'm done. I can't take any more double-digit favorites. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I like I, I thought the spot to take the double digit favorite was Monday night with the Eagles, and we got the same exact re- results. And I think with, just with scoring being down, it's hard to lay double digits in the NFL this year. So the only one on on the card is 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 this your game? The only one with a double digit favorite. There's only one no, game. No, 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 no. It's not double digits. I gave you one. The All Steelers. Right. Uh, I'm going to a team that had extra time to prepare. And I'm going against the team that we picked last week. We mentioned that Chicago defense being as putrid as it is. I get Atlanta with Arthur Smith with a chance to throw a wrinkle or two in there. Drake London is starting to emerge. Maybe they'll actually discover, hey, we should throw Kyle Pitts to football. They got the cavalcade of running backs. I know Fields is playing like an absolute beast. And he's probably going to run for 100 plus yards. He's probably going to throw a couple of touchdowns. But the fact that this market is moving against the Bears with the public coming in on the Bears, I'm in here. Give me the dirty birds. I've been fading them like crazy. I like this spot for Atlanta. Would you be okay laying now three and a half house? See, I I don't um, really have a problem with it, but my interest in this game is much, much, much more focused on the total. I think it's still at 49 and a half. Anything less than 50 to me. 50 and a half now on FanDuel, by the way. Everybody's jumping on it. Everybody's moving on it. And that, I mean, it was it was uh, lo- under 49 when we woke up uh, yesterday morning, Monday morning. The Bears, the first team in NFL history to, sc- to score at least 29 points in three consecutive games and lose. <laughs> I mean, it, their, their defense is giving up uh, th- over 32 points. A game, the completion rate to opposing uh, quarterbacks is in the 70% range. They can't get off the field. Their third down uh, conversion rate against that defense is great. And look, Jared Goff with his tiny hands, it was cold outside there in Chicago. It didn't matter. He moved the ball right down the field in the fourth quarter. They had a a, a nearly 90-plus yard drive for the game-winning drive because the bum-ass Chicago kicker missed the point after attempt. But the thing to play to me in this, it's going to be a track beat. I think there's going to be points all over the place. I don't really have a big problem with laying the points with Atlanta. I don't love having to put the hook in there, but the, Got the it minus three the thing. actually house. I'm looking right now. I thought it was three and a half. I was wrong. I stand corrected. I got to pay a little extra juice. 118 minus three on Fandle. Three is fine. I don't have any problem with three. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling with this game Um, just because when you look at both of these defenses, like the Falcons are dead last in EPA per play. They're dead last in, in success rate. Like, so this is not a team that I really want to be laying three and a half with. And when you looked at that game against the Chargers, like the Chargers were completely banged up and they still couldn't get it done. So I, I just, I would need this to come down. I would, I mean, I think you're seeing some three minus um, 115, minus 120 in the market. I'm just not really that interested in laying points with, with the, bad Falcons defense. I I just think this is kind of like a coin flip game. So I'm getting an endorsement on the Steelers. I am not getting an endorsement on the Falcons. All right. I mean, listen, it's not like you guys really like the Bears. So that's fine. You guys could be lukewarm. I cash and away we go. When we come back. All right. The boys got to shine. House needs redemption after the Bears. Raheem wants to get that Eagle stench out of his mouth. All right. We got some NFL best bets next. All right, boys. House. 
That bear game still makes me sick. That's why I can't wait to bet the Falcons. What do you have lined up, bro? I I am dying to know. That bear game still makes me sick. So me I too. can't wait to bet the Giants. The Giants is who I'm on. Another opportunity to fade Detroit. You know, this is the first two-game win streak that, that Dan Campbell's had in his tenure as the head coach. They are uh, outdoors for a consecutive, another week. And, you know, the, the all of the numbers, when you look at Detroit under Jared Goff, they just don't support the idea of Detroit performing well outdoors. I was not impressed with the Detroit uh, defense. They performed exactly as I expected. It should have been uh, a going away kind of win for the Bears, but the Bears, you know, bungled it. They, 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 they Bearsed it. Um, and the referees had made the contribution that they made, but look, I, I think that, uh, Saquon, I, I, this to me, speaking of coaching mismatches, I really like this opportunity here. Dable and Campbell is a coaching mismatch. You're not wrong on that. Yeah. You're not wrong. And and all I have to do is lay the three. Uh, I'm not doing anything spectacular with it. I'm just saying that the giants with, with, with this opportunity to keep beefing up their, uh, uh, you know, their win-loss column and beefing up their resume to win the division. This is a must-win. Uh, at this stage of the season, all of them must-wins. It's going to be cold, not freezing. The to- the high is like 40 and the wind chills in like the mid-20s. I just like going against golf under these circumstances. I'll keep doing it. I mean, every game that Detroit has outside where it's cold, I'm going against golf, and that's just the way I'm going to play it. Raheem, doesn't that line stink, though, with the Giants only laying three against the lowly Lions? That line stinks, dude. I, I think that's a fair line. I, I, I mean, I is have it, it though? What do I, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at home foot advantage. You, you got to give them a little something for that. I so they minimize it. It's not. See, I'm glad you brought this up, Raheem. There is a misconception out there. I think a lot of older school type of betters look at these spreads and they say, "Oh, it's three points automatic at home." House, maybe when we were betting games in a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, that's the way the odds makers looked at it. Raheem, they don't look at three points for home field advantage anymore, right? Yes. I mean, I have it around like I mean, in NFL, I have it almost like a, a point. But okay. I, like when you do individual home field advantages, like you'll have like certain teams with a higher home field advantage. So like a team like, so the, like Packers, the Vikings or the Packers. Okay. Yeah. Or the Chiefs, Seattle, Seattle. But I mean, when you look at these two teams, like to me, I have the Giants as being a couple points better than the, the Lions on a neutral field. So I think three is a fair line. I think my motto actually has it four. So I'm not mad at this pick, um, especially when you consider that this is the Lions' second straight road game and it's probably going to be cold weather. And we all know how Jared Goff does in cold weather. And when you look at last last week's game against the Bears, the Bears, they had the lead. Justin Field throws the pick six. And then they immediately score again. And then they lose basically because of an extra point. So I'm not mad at this pick at all. Okay, House in on the Giants. Raheem, what about you, baby? I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Um, and this number is actually on the That's move. That's amazing, by we... the way, that you're in on the St. Ram game and I'm in on the Bear-Falcon game. We just, uh, Raheem, <laughs> we just decided to pick two of the worst games on the board just play them, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I just I, I just think the Rams are just completely dead. And, I mean, obviously you got the injury to Cooper Cup, but you have a bad offensive line going up against the Saints defense, which has a pass rush. The Saints have played two consecutive road games and now they get back in the Dome. I just think this is a good spot for the Saints right now. And their season's still not over. 
Um, you know, they're sitting here at, at three and seven, but they're in a bad division. So I think they they still have another game against the Buccaneers at some point. If they can win this game, you know, maybe they have a shot to, to kind of sneak in, sneak in there. So I'm going with the Saints. Uh, I have no issue with that, Raheem. None whatsoever, because that line just keeps skyrocketing in your favor. And you know what I'd be hoping for, by the way, House? A quarterback change for the New Orleans Saints. I like it that much more if they make a quarterback change. Yeah, I don't have a feel for this game at all because of all of the injury, the the attrition that's happening on the Rams side. Like, is is Cooper Cup going to be fully healthy? Is he going to be ready to go? I don't. I don't like a, a wide receiver going out with an ankle. It's a one man show for the for the Rams, uh, and and so all that supports Raheem's uh, side on this one. But I just it, it it I don't know enough about the situation to have a, a good feel for that game. I mean, I, I just think at, at the at the very least, like I mean, like I kind of grabbed this at three, but I mean, I think you can. This number is going to be on the move, especially after last week. You can kind of grab the number now and then figure out what you want to do with it later. Do you guys have any interest in getting involved with the Jet Patriot game on Sunday? It's going to be a fun game. I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to be intense. Uh, the Jets owe the Patriots for sure. House as a Dolphin fan, I'm like conflicted on who I root for in that game because. I want the Patriots dead and buried. I don't want anything to do with them. But at the same time, if the Jets win, the Jets will be in possession of first place. I, I can't endorse Zach Wilson uh, on the road. Uh, and and Bill Belichick has owned Zach Wilson. Zach, he's got him seeing ghosts. Uh, so I, I I would lean Patriots, but I don't, I have, this one is not on my card as one of the games that I, I think I'm going to play. I'm going to do like you sit back watch the game, enjoy it. I'm definitely not investing anything in Mac Jones. And, you know, he, he still continues to really underwhelm, produce nothing but question marks uh, 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 out of that New England offense. New England's best opportunity, the best way for them to size things up is to run the ball. The Jets have been pretty decent against the run. So it's a stay away from me, but fun game to watch. Any interest for him? I'm going to be honest with you. I think this totals a little low. If there's no weather issues, there's no snow or anything like that. We're looking at a total of 38 and a half. And I mean, these two teams played the 22-17 on October 30th. And I just think, you know, I think Mac Jones was just coming back. And I, I just think there'll be there'll be some wrinkles here. So I know this thing's got bet down, but I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking this might be a sneaky over. All right, boys. There's a lot to digest here. We got some NBA plays to get to. And by the way. I, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, have a college basketball play for tonight. We are getting full-fledged D-Gen. That's what we do around here. East Coast Bias. Come right back. So before we get to some NBA stuff, and I got a college basketball play for later, House, the teasers have not been ideal in the NFL this they, year. They but have not. You, 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 you keep going back to the well. So please, entertain me, bro. Entertain me. At this point, I just want to laugh. I hit one last week. Very sensible teaser. Uh, just a couple legs. Now, I have two Actually, favorites. you know what? In the spirit of that house, sorry to cut you off there. Please. I did as well because I had the Dolphins and the 49ers. I did have so that. You, so, you yeah. know what? The, the one thing I will say is that the teasers, like the long teasers where you tease up from two and, from one and a half and two and a half to about seven and a half and eight and a half, those have been doing well. The ones that have been crushing people are when you tease those those home favorites of six or seven. The favorites, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So I actually, I had a teaser last week. I had the Broncos and I had the Steelers, and I mean that cashed pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. So that I think that's the same one that I played. I I, I couldn't remember. I didn't pull it up. 
I only played one teaser last week because of, of the experience, but I have two favorites and two dogs, and I just want to get a reaction. So my favorites, the Bills. Are the Bills going to lose three straight games? They're at home in a snowstorm. Right now, they're eight, eight and a half point favorite, teasing them down under the three. That one feels risky to me because of the formula that Cre- Cleveland brings to bear in terms of rushing the ball. They should not be as adversely impacted in the snow if it is going to be a giant snowstorm. But I just like the Bills at home in a giant snowstorm in general, right? And, and you know, I just don't see the Bills with the talent they have on both sides of the ball. Their real vulnerability is in the secondary. That's not anything that the Browns are going to do anything with. It could be a weird game because of the snow, but I like teasing the Bills down, just getting that win. Uh, the other side of, of a favorite that I really, really, really like, and I, I I don't know if I want to lay the points yet, it's the Niners. The Niners are are laying eight points there. It's so-called at Arizona, but this game is in Mexico City, and we have question marks all over the place around the offensive side of the ball for Arizona. The thing that I love, Kyle Shanahan has these guys, they're in Colorado Springs right now. They're practicing at altitude because the altitude in Mexico City is over 7,000 feet. You know what Cliff Kingsbury is doing? It's like, guys, we, we, we're going to go to the Bianco Pizza up up, up here in in, uh, in Scottsdale. We're staying home. We're staying home in, in, in Arizona. Playing the stadium course Tuesday on our off day. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's like, uh, okay, like so where <laughs> one team is prepared. The other thing I really love about the Niners is they're, they seem to be healthy. That defense was all over the field uh, Sunday night. They look great, uh, and I'm knocking on wood. I, you know, If the Niners are rounding into form with health, they're lo- starting to look like that team that we imagined for this for the season. They are our, uh, our, our bet in that NFC West uh, division. So, I mean, I just like that. that I Again, the eight points is a lot, um, but teasing that one down feels good to me. And then the the underdogs I have, we already talked about Houston, Washington. I just can't get around the idea of Washington, um, you know, winning by by double digits against anybody, notwithstanding the fact that that happened just this Monday night with the Eagles because they recovered a a fumble in the end zone. Um, And then Vegas at Denver. You can tease Vegas up from two and a half to eight and a half. You tell me. I like that one a lot. That's a great teaser leg. You tell me a scenario under which the Denver Broncos beat anybody by two scores. That game has field goal game and all sorts of foul language from whoever you bet on written all over it. That is what you are getting. Raheem, you know, I was all in on the Bills and and the Niners. This weather forecast now scares the crap out of me with the Buffalo game because the Browns can run it. The Bills cannot. And the other thing we mentioned, teasing favorites has not been a winning strategy so far this year. Other than that house, I love it. I'm going to be honest with you. I do like the 49ers in this game. And I think I think you could lay the, the eight with them. You safely. could lay the um, eight. Yeah, I just I think when you look at last week, the Rams actually took sharp money in that game against the, the Cardinals. And there's, this is a team that's still missing Buda Baker. Um, so their secondary is going to be a little messed up. And, I mean, we don't know the, the status with Kyler Murray. But I just think the, the 49ers, they kind of underperform against the Chargers. And they come back and they learn laying pretty much the same exact line um, on a neutral field. I just think this has blowout potential all over it. So I do like the 49ers. I do agree with you on the Raiders. The only one I, I probably would throw out is the Buffalo game, but I think I could, could just be undervaluing Buffalo just because of the, the weather and how I feel like 
I just, I, I mean, we saw like those weather suppressed games last year with Buffalo yeah. where yep. um, they kind of struggle at home and these situations. And I just like the fact that the Browns should be able to run the ball on them and the Browns just come off a blowout loss to Miami. So um, I would kind of keep that off, but I do like the other two teaser legs. All right. Gents, I have a play in the NBA tonight. And it's a nationally televised game. I did not realize it was a nationally televised game. I'm very happy about the fact that it's nationally televised. And I think the both of you are going to like it. Brooklyn is starting to get better again. They won a couple of games. They've looked better without Kyrie Irving. And they are an underdog tonight against the Sacramento Kings. Our Kings. I know the Podfathers invested. I know Raheem and House are invested. Gentlemen, what do we think? Kings minus two. We in? Let's go. Who wants to stay up late with me? <laughs> Not me. I, oh, I come any, on. You guys are no fun. I don't want you any guys part are no of fun. it. I, I'm, I'm still getting my myself organized with the NBA. I have to be honest. I, I think totals is a fun way to play. What's the total in that game? That's all I've really been playing in the NBA thus the far. The total house is 226 and a half open mm. to 24. Mm. Yeah. I, well, I wish I got it at 224. But 226 doesn't doesn't scare me. I have to be honest. I lean Brooklyn in this game. And when I look at this Brooklyn Nets team, they've been playing really good defense lately. The Kings, I just look, I, I make this line one and a half. So to me, it's 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 pretty much dead on. Um I just I, I just like the way the Nets are playing right now. I mean, they had like a really good road trip outside of losing that game against the Lakers on Sunday. And I just think it's a good bounce back spot for them. So I would be leaning that direction, but I don't have anything on it yet. Mm, okay. A little heads up action. I don't hate it. Uh, Raheem, anything you like in the NBA right now? I know you're still um, gushing over your boy Embiid the last two nights. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was pretty amazing. I mean, we actually gave out – we gave you guys the Detroit Pistons yesterday on the, the NFL podcast. Um, that Made up for through. the Eagle disaster house. At least yeah. you got something right. Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, we got there even though the Pistons missed 15 free throws. Um, they probably should have won that game outright. But – um. I don't have anything yet, but if I do have anything, I'll share something on Twitter. Um, it's still like 9 a.m. West Coast time right now, so I still get my NBA thoughts together on some of these games. Um, the one game I do find interesting is the Clippers, honestly. Um, the, the Mavericks have really been struggling to, to, to cover games, so I am looking at that one. Um, I just, To me, I don't know how you lay points with this Mavericks team at this point, just because they just cannot cover historically in the Jason Kidd era. They've te- they've ton- they've tend to do well at home, but I just think this Mavericks team they're just not a deep team, and they're really dependent on Luca to to go out there and you know have, drop 36, 40 points in order for them to win these games. And I don't know if that's a, a sustainable recipe. I think the Clippers if they have a top tier defense. If they can get that offense together, they're in a better place. So I think seven points is a lot. So I am looking that direction, but I haven't played anything. That's the only one that jumped off the card at me, JJ. And it's because of the simple thing that, that Raheem just went through. You can't trust Dallas in the fourth quarter. They don't close out games. And I'm not, you know, that's that's a four possession outcome uh, for them to cover the seven points. I, I just don't trust them to to do it. I mean, they they we, we we keep watching them in the final six minutes, the final, the latter half of every fourth quarter, let teams right back in. Let teams outscore them in the fourth quarter, and I, and I just won't. You know, it's it's too many points to lay against a team. Even if the Clippers, you know, we have it's a constant rotating cast of who's going to play, who's out, who's resting, whatever it is. Um, if if Paul George is playing, then I like that that the number. 
Totally get that. Can't trust Dallas with a big number right now. Can't trust Dallas in the fourth quarter right now. That said, I don't like the fact that that line has not budged off of seven. So for me, at least, it will be a stay away. Real quick, guys. You want to get nuts? Take the defending national champion, Kansas Jayhawks, plus the point and a half in John Shire's debut for the Dukies. Come on. House, you know betting against Duke is the best. I know. I can, I, I think I got you in. Are you in? I'm in. You, all you had to say was bet against Duke. In, in, my hands up. I mean, my, I'll, I'll be firing off Raheem, as soon you as we join? sign off. Kansas plus a point and a half? You know, I don't know anything about college um, basketball, but I'm, I'm a <laughs> I mean, I don't you. know much right now either, to be honest with you. I'm just Nobody does. It's early. I haven't seen any of them play. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a ride with you. I'm a ride with yeah. you. <laughs> there we go. Hey, listen, a little blind luck, man, you know? East Coast bias. Hates Duke. East Coast bias hates Duke. Fade the public. East Coast bias hates Duke. We'll put it on a t-shirt. For Joe House, Raheem Palmer, great work by the War Gone Warrior. John Jastrzemski signing off. Boys are back next week. Raheem and House got a bunch of podcasts coming up on the ringer, getting you ready for all the action in week 11. We out. Be good, everybody.